Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Mary, Queen of Peace Parish, as we celebrate the fourth Sunday in Lent. A special welcome is extended to those who are visiting with us today and to anyone returning home to our parish community. You are always welcome here. There will be a second collection taken up at Mass today, which will benefit the Catholic Campaign for Human Development, the Catholic Home Missions Appeal, and the National Collection for Black and Indian Missions. In today's bulletin, you will find information regarding the proposed Parish Center project. Please take time to read this and share any questions or concerns you may have with the campaign committee. There is also additional information on our parish website. The diocese has lifted mask requirements for those attending and participating at mass. Here, our extraordinary ministers of Holy Communion will continue to wear masks when distributing communion. And out of love for one another, we will still maintain an area for those who wish to continue, continue optional physical distancing. Assisting us today as our lectors are Carol Bombich and Mary Pakatinskis. I am your cantor, Christine Jordanoff, and our organist is Stephen Steinbeiser. Our celebrants is Father Michael, assisted by Deacon Bob. Let us all now stand, if you are able, for the entrance procession and join with each other in singing our opening hymn, Open My Eyes, Lord, number 651. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. 
with your spirit. As we're celebrating this fourth Sunday of Lent, we're now beyond the midpoint of the Lenten journey, moving closer and closer to the fullness of the self-giving Paschal mystery of God in Christ Jesus in his life, death, and resurrection. In order to enter more fully into this celebration of liturgy, to enter more fully into God's reconciliation with us in Christ Jesus, let us ask God's grace and mercy and together confess. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done, in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask Blessed Mary of a Virgin, all the angels and saints, and to you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us of our sin, and bring us to everlasting life. Kyrie eleison. Kyrie eleison. Christe eleison. Christe eleison. Kyrie eleison. Gathering our prayers together, let us pray. God, who through your word reconciled the human race to yourself in a wonderful way, grant, we pray, that with prompt devotion and eager faith, the Christian people may hasten towards the solemn celebrations to come. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Let's be seated and attentive to God's word. A reading from the book of Joshua. The Lord said to Joshua, Today I have removed the reproach of Egypt from you. While the Israelites were encamped at Gilgal on the plains of Jericho, they celebrated the Passover on the evening of the 14th of the month. On the day after the Passover, they ate of the produce of the land in the form of unleavened cakes and parched grain. On that same day after the Passover, on which they ate the produce of the land, the manna ceased. No longer was there manna for the Israelites, who that year ate the yield of the land of Canaan. The word of the Lord.
will bless the Lord at all times. Praise shall always be on my lips. My soul shall glory
A reading from the second letter of Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, whoever is in Christ is a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. And all this is from God, who has reconciled us to himself through Christ and given us the ministry of reconciliation. Namely, God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. So we are ambassadors for Christ, as if God were appealing through us we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For, he, for, he, for our sake, he made him to be sin who did not know sin, so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. The word of the Lord. be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to listen to Jesus. But the Pharisees and scribes began to complain, saying, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So to them, Jesus addressed this parable. A man had two sons, and the younger son said to his father, Father, give me the share of your estate that should come to me. So the father divided the property between them. After a few days, the younger son collected all his belongings and set off for a different country where he squandered his inheritance on a life of dissipation. When he had freely spent everything, a severe famine struck that country, and he found himself in dire need. 
So he hired himself out to one of the local citizens who sent him to his farm to tend to the swine. And he longed to eat his fill of the pods on which the swine fed, but nobody gave him any. Coming to his senses, he thought, how may my father's hired workers have more than enough to eat? But here am I, dying from hunger. I shall get up and go to my father, and I shall say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. Treat me as you would treat one of your hired workers. So he got up and went back to his father. While he was still a long way off, his father caught sight of him and was filled with compassion. He ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. But his father ordered his servants quickly bring the finest robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Take the fattened calf and slaughter it. Then let us celebrate with a feast, because this son of mine was dead and has come back to life again. He was lost and he has been found. Then the celebration began. Now the older son had been out in the field, and on his way back, as he neared the house, he heard the sound of music and dancing. He called one of the servants and asked them what this might mean. And the servant said to him, Your brother has returned, and your father has sl slaughtered the fattened calf because him back safe and sound. He became angry. And when he refused to enter the house, his father came out and pleaded with him. He said to his father in reply, Look, all these years I have served you, and not once did I disobey your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat to feast on with my friends. But when your son returns, who swallowed up your property with prostitutes, for, you, he, for him, you sl slaughtered the calf. And he said to him, My son, you are here with me always. Everything I have is yours. But now we must celebrate and rejoice, because your brother who was dead has come back to life again. He was lost, and he has been found. The Gospel of the Lord. Good afternoon. This gospel reading is one of the most famous and the favorite of Jesus' parables, the parable of the prodigal son. It gives us a clear and ageless understanding of God's unlimited love for us, for all of us as his children, as exemplified by the father and the two sons in the parable. We are told Jesus gave this parable in the presence of tax collectors and sinners, and 
in the presence of the Pharisees and scribes, who again complained about his consorting with unclean sinners. The message of this parable is clear. Jesus wanted all of them to see the great joy God had over the repentance of one sinner, something that was foreign to the religious elite of that day. But as the love of God is clearly shown, there is another message to be considered in this parable, and that is the relationship between the two brothers. The younger one who took his inheritance and squandered it in a life of dissipation, then, upon his failure, returned to his father's joyous and forgiving love. And the older one, who was steadfast, working day in and day out, and he had no spectacular joyousness shown by his father. We've all seen and perhaps been victims of the sinner getting what he or she wants, sometimes at direct cost to us. I know that I have in my lifetime. This happens in families, in social groups, work environments, and even the nation as a whole. It is this unfairness that the older brother experiences, and he is angry. It is very hard for us to accept the unfairness of someone receiving success and glory when we are overlooked and ignored. What do you think the relationship between these two brothers will be going forward? Stressful? Hateful? perhaps violent, none of that would bring great joy to the Father. We don't see how this relationship progresses, but we have probably experienced something like it in our own lives. I know that I have. On the whole, I think that we are like the older brother, steadfast and working day in and day out to support our families and to live a Christian life. I doubt many of us have been on, <clears throat> excuse me, on the receiving end of a huge, undeserved reward given for the asking as the younger brother received. No, we're steadfast, and that's why we are here as a congregation called to Christ. And because we are steadfast, we may have experienced anger over others who receive such undeserved rewards. If we look to St. Paul's message to the Corinthians in today's second reading, we receive guidance on what it is that is expected of us, what is expected of all the steadfast Christians who embrace the salvation of Jesus, even if we, are feel, even if we feel as though we have been treated unfairly. Paul tells us, Whoever is in Christ is a new creation. The old things have passed away, and behold, new things have come. We have been entrusted with the message of reconciliation, and we have to be a new creation to put aside the natural feeling of resentment and betrayal that we feel when we see unjust behavior rewarded with forgiveness and acceptance 
and promotion. But as Christians, that is what we are called to do. In this parable, we see the unlimited of God for all of us, and that we are called children of God just as the two brothers are children of the Father. As Christians, we are called to love God above all things and to love our neighbor as ourselves. And these two commandments can be particularly difficult, but as new creations in Christ, we are called to this obedience, even if we find it distasteful and unnatural to our personal emotions. We are called to complete love to be vested in Jesus Christ. And we are called to love our neighbor even if we feel slighted or unre unrewarded as the older son. As Christians, we cannot carry envy of others or grudges of perceived slights. As new creations, we must embrace ourselves to Christ's message of reconciliation. Together we stand and profess one faith. I believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things are made, for us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. We place our trust, our confidence, and our needs in the hands of a compassionate and loving God. Our response is, be merciful, O Lord, that the church may be a sign of reconciliation and unity, we pray. Be merciful, O Lord. For an end to the war in Ukraine, and for all who suffer from the wounds of war all over the world, we pray. Be merciful, O Lord. For our RCIA catechumens and candidates who celebrate the second scrutiny this weekend, we pray. Be merciful, O Lord. For all those on our prayer request list in the bulletin, that their pain and suffering may be eased by our prayers. We pray, be merciful, O Lord. We go forth for the courage and clarity to recognize and dismantle racial injustice. We pray, 
Be merciful, O Lord. For all those who have died in our parish community, especially Mary Eglar, may they be welcomed into Christ's kingdom. We pray. Be merciful, O Lord. We remember today Irene Niziol and all the intentions prayed present on the altar, along with those we hold in the silence of our heart. We pray. Be merciful, O Lord. Calling on the loving intercession of our patron and mother, we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Mary, Queen of Peace, pray for us. Our song for the presentation of the gifts is number 724, I Heard the Voice of Jesus Say.
With Christ, with one another, we offer our gifts and lives. Pray, sisters and brothers, that my sacrifice and yours will be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. We place before you with joy these offerings which bring eternal remedy, O Lord, praying that we may both faithfully revere them and present them to you as is fitting for the salvation of all the world. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is it is right and just, our duty and salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For by your graciousness, we received this gift each year, that we await the sacred Paschal feast with joy of minds and hearts made pure, eagerly intent on prayer and works of charity and participating in these mysteries by which we have been reborn, we are led to the fullness of grace that you bestow on us your sons and daughters. And so with all of the angels, thrones, dominions, hosts, and powers of heaven, we sing a hymn of your glory as without end we acclaim. To you, therefore, Almighty Father, we bless you through Jesus Christ, your Son, who comes in your name. He is the word that brings salvation, the hand you extend to sinners. He is the way in which your peace is offered to us. When we had turned away from you on account of sin, you brought us back to be reconciled, so that converted at last to you, we might love one another through your Son, who for our sake was handed over to death. And now we celebrate the reconciliation that Christ has brought us, and we entreat you to sanctify these gifts by the outpouring of your Spirit, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, by whose command we fulfill and celebrate these mysteries. About to give his life to set us free, he reclined at supper. He took bread in his hands, giving thanks, said the blessing, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it. This is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, on that same evening, he took the chalice of blessing in his hands, confessing your mercy, gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink of it. This is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you 
and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith Celebrating, therefore, the memorial of the death and resurrection of your Son who left this pledge of his love, we offer you what you have bestowed on us, a sacrifice of perfect reconciliation. Holy Father, we humbly beseech you to accept us also together with your Son, and in this saving banquet, graciously endow us with his very Spirit who takes away everything that estranges us from one another. May he make your church a sign of unity and an instrument of your peace among all peoples. May he keep us in communion with Francis, our Pope, David, our Bishop, all bishops, and your entire people. Just as you've gathered us here now at the table of your Son, also bring us together with the glorious Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Saint Joseph, her blessed spouse, with the blessed apostles and all the saints, and with our brothers and sisters, those of every race and tongue who have died in your friendship. Bring us to share with them the unending banquet of unity in a new heaven and a new earth where the fullness of your peace will shine forth in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Through him and with him and in him, O God, almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, our glory and honor is yours forever and ever. At the Savior's command, formed by divine teaching, we dare to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from all evil. Graciously grant peace in our day, that by the help of your mercy we may be free from sin, safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope, the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. You said to your apostles and to us, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sin, but on the faith of your church. Graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, for you live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you. And with your 
Let us offer each other a sign of peace. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my room, but I'm going to say wherever my soul. For those who cannot be with us, uh, an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are in the blessed sacrament. I love you above all things, and I long for you in my soul. Since I cannot receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart, as though you have already come. I embrace you and unite myself entirely to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Our song for communion is number 484, Hosea. Come back 
us apart. Trees do bend, though straight and tall, so must we to others call. Let us pray. Look upon those who call to you, O Lord. You enlighten everyone who comes into this world. Illuminate our hearts, we pray, with the splendor of your grace, that we will always ponder what is worthy and pleasing to your majesty and love you in all sincerity. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. 
and with your spirit. May the blessings of Almighty God be upon you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Mass is ended. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. Our closing hymn is number 474, From Ashes to the Living Font. We'll sing verses 1 and 2, and then on the opposite page, under Year C, Sunday 4, verse 3. Got that? <laughs> So